Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Karat Tribe. We are super excited today. Woo-hoo! I'm so excited. So most of you know, we talk a lot about my mama Lorraine. Mama Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> she is a mentor and spiritual counselor to many people, but I am super blessed to call her my mom. Uh, many I think, call her mom too. I know. <laughs> Many think of her as a mom as well. So, but her beautiful spirit and kindness just shines through. So we wanted to have her on here today. Say hello, mama. Hello, everybody. (laughs) We're so excited. We always talk about mama-isms and the things that she says to us, but we want to ask you how you grew up. Okay. I was born in Colorado, but was only three months old when we moved to California, seeking a better life, better jobs, and nicer weather, and also because my grandparents had already moved here, so we moved to San Jose to be closer to family. So I come from a large family of nine children, That's four crazy. boys yeah. and five girls, mom and dad and grandpa. So a total of 12 oh. in our household. Wait, so how many bedrooms did you have? Well, we only had two bedrooms. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and one bathroom? And one bathroom. <laughs> oh Lord. That's like a lot of waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. gotta go. You gotta wait. Pee outside a lot. <laughs> so the, we were all over the place. I mean, the, the, the boys actually slept probably in the living room. I can't even remember uh, way back. And you had one sister that passed away. Yes, I did have one sister that passed away when she was two months old. And uh, that was before my two younger siblings were born. But I always remember having all our basic needs met, you know, such as food, clothing, and shelter. And we always had lots of friends to play with. In fact, we played outside until it literally got dark. <laughs> That's old school. Yeah, it was yeah. like, go outside and play and don't come back in. Exactly. exactly. Well, well, there were only two bedrooms. Yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, we never did come in until our friend's mom would say, I think go it's home. time for your friends to go home now. <laughs> so then we would go home. Okay, but, so I have um, to ask, like, how did she have nine kids with two bedrooms? That's all I'm saying. Right? <laughs> well, that, there must have been a, a laundry room. Right, I know, right. <laughs> well, there were, in those days, there was a whole bunch of little rooms. So, yeah. I mean, so we occupied every single space. So it wasn't And just, apparently so did your mom and yes, dad. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, mom and dad, I think, actually had me in their room. <laughs> But by the time I was 10 years old, my oldest sisters were getting married. By the time I was 13, I had a lot of jobs babysitting and earning my own money. And at 20, I got my first real job working for Pacific Telephone Company, a career for 30 years, and then retiring and getting another job in a high tech in uh, Silicon Valley for 15 years, finally retiring at the age of 65. Wow. Well, I know, and I you see, like you wonder where I get like the, yeah. She, she always had this drive. She you get it from your mama. I get it from my mama. <laughs> no, yeah. she always had so much drive. Yeah. I mean, I just remember growing up and her just very diligent about working, you know. And I think you had. I mean, 
she worked because she wanted to work. Um, she always had her own car. Right. She bought she bought a Mustang when she was like, how old were you? I was like 19, mm. and I bought my first car, brand new, right out of the floor show. Wow. But so, your dad well, made you pay it back, right? Yeah. Well, I was uh, making the payments. payments, but my dad had to co-sign for me. <laughs> oh. Well, I would imagine, too, you probably have an independent spirit because you were raised with so many kids. Like, right. you wanted your own identity your own stuff exactly you probably had to share for half your life right so you know there's a drive there Mm -hmm. that comes from having so many having to share Mm -hmm. with so many people it's like i want to be independent and do my own thing and also i i took care of my siblings because my mom would work in the summer uh, she would work at the cannery at Dole Pineapple. See, it goes yeah, down yeah. to the grandparents. Right? Yeah. You got a grandma that worked, So too. she worked in the summer so wow. that she, we can have school clothes and uh, to buy the big items that we needed for the house. Wow. But you also, I remember you telling me that you also, when you worked, you would also spend some of your money with your little sister. Yes. Um, Ima, yes. Who happens to be our sound engineer's mom so that she's the baby of the family yeah so it's andrew's andrew's mom yeah so because she was so much younger than you it's like she took care of her as well and And i would take her shopping for her i remember taking her shopping for her school clothes and it was out of my babysitting money oh so we i learned responsibility at a very young age how many age years Uh, we're about seven years apart seven years okay so that's yeah yeah so she was like her other little mama yeah that's how it is with my sister and i because I'm eight years older right. than my sister, so there's that definite line of motherhood right. over the. A well, sister even with Kalia and Nina, I mean, yeah. I remember Nina being. I would always have to tell her, like, okay, girl, she's yeah. got mom. Like, yeah, Ariel down. does the same thing. But there's a, but when it's that much, it's mm-hmm. like you definitely you're you're like, yeah, you know, it's like little a mama yeah, too for, for the sure. beginning. For oh, sure. that's cute. So, mom, I want to ask you how you became a Christian. Mm. Okay, that goes back to my grandmother, uh, who became a Christian after suffering from crippling rheumatoid arthritis and having a pastor from the local Protestant church pray for her healing. Mm. She was instantly healed and turned her life to God. That's where my Christian heritage started. Mm. So my parents were both Christians, so I gave my heart to Jesus at the age of nine years old. Mm. And I just remember asking Jesus to come into my life and asking to be baptized. Because you see, I needed to make a decision on my own at a point in my life where I understood what it meant to be a Christian. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's yeah. really important, too. I think, you know, a lot of times it's like even when you grow up in church, like I think we talked about it in one of my episodes, like I really, you know, I was a Christian at a very young age, but then when I had such tragedy with Tiana, that's when my real faith took action. And so I think that's a place we all have to come it's to. It's a at some crossroads point. too, mm-hmm. because it could go either way. Yeah. Where you could say, because I know you've talked about it before where you're like, Lord, I followed you my whole mm-hmm. life. And then now you're taking this child mm-hmm. away. Right. And so it's very easily where you could turn the other way and say, well, I don't believe in God anymore right. because um, you think that because you do well, you're supposed to be yeah. rewarded forever. And that's not the way God works. Right. And it's not the way life works, yeah. even with or without God, like mm-hmm. your life is still going to have twists and turns. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to come to a crossroads and go deeper yeah. to know that, um, even if he doesn't answer the prayer that you want, you still have the faith to know right. that he has other plans <laughs> for you and other things for you. And, um, and he has a reason for it. We just don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just great that my heritage goes back so many, I mean, yeah. how many generations yeah. are we now? With our grandchildren, yeah. with my grandchildren, it's five generations. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's just such an awesome heritage for me to have. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just think it's awesome that she, you know, that she, and not all 
Um, you know, I mean, not every one of her brothers and sisters, they all serve the Lord now, but, you know, some of them fell away at periods yeah. of time. I think your faith stayed pretty strong all the yes. way through, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. She sang in a choir. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's where she met my dad. Right. <laughs> Right, oh, I'll have to talk about yes, that. Yes, yes, so tell us about oh, that. No. Tell us how you story. met Pastor John. Okay, so it's a <laughs> long John. story, but it's a beautiful story. Aww. John had just moved to San Jose after graduating from Bible school in Texas, mm-hmm. and he was singing with the gospel choir out of San Francisco, and they held a concert at one of our local churches. He saw me, but I didn't see him. So sometime later at another church event, he saw me again and introduced himself to me. He told me he had seen me before, and I said, oh, I heard that one. <laughs> oh, oh, I got to tease him yeah, about yeah. that one. But there was hey, definitely, yeah, yeah, there was definitely church, a connection. Like he's not doing it at the yeah, club. Exactly. He's doing it at church. Yeah. <laughs> there, it, there was definitely a connection immediately, but I didn't know why until sometime later. Well, come to find out, we were both born in Colorado nine miles apart and in the same year. His parents were pastors of the church in Greeley, Colorado, where my grandparents and my parents attended. I was only three months old when we moved to California, so I had never met him or his parents. And two months later, after meeting John and finding out all the history of his family and our family, we were engaged and then married nine months later. That's insane. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. I know. And how long and are you going to be married this We'll year? be celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary <laughs> just a few weeks. Awesome. on just April 18th. Oh, very cool. weeks. Yeah, so it's amazing. Mom, you have to tell the story, though, of um, when he followed you like a stalker. <laughs> stalker. Oh, no. <laughs> well, after we met and he had told me that he had met me uh, or that he had seen me before and I had told him I had heard that line before, <laughs> we still didn't connect until one day that we were, um, I was driving in San Jose down San Carlos Street, one of the very popular streets in San Jose, and he was going the opposite direction, but before I knew it, he had made a U-turn and followed me, and because kept waving at me. And <laughs> he's just me to... attention to me. He's so needy. <laughs> I know. He wanted me to pull over, so I finally did. I pulled over. And um, that would never happen no, in this day. I'm surprised she looked because we made yeah. fun of her. Like my brother's gonna laugh when I tell the story. We could be driving right next to her and be like waving our arms oh. and we're like, hi mom, mom, and she is straight looking yeah. straight. She does not look to her left or her right. She is so, looking straight ahead. Yeah, he may so, he may have honked, I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> but I did pull over because I did recognize him. And he ended up following me to our house. And, uh, <laughs> oh, great. You even followed her to your and house. And so I really officially did meet him. And um, we actually went on a date the following night. That is Yeah, but so Mom, funny. did you have one or two boys asking you how to do that? Oh, okay, see, many suitors. See, we're not, okay. not going to let her get yeah, out right. of this She's conversation. She's trying to make it all innocent. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. Some of you don't know Lorraine that well. Yeah. Well, at the time, I had another uh, another boyfriend, but not really someone, not someone that I was really in love with. He was just a friend, and we dated. And he uh, wasn't chasing her down the street, no, so he, he didn't make the cut. But John was a lot more persistent, so I, I ended up with John. Yeah. That is cute. Yeah, but mom, tell him about your first date. Why your boyfriend was in one house and your well, we lived in two. <laughs> You're like spilling all the oh, yeah. beans on okay, your Okay, my mom. daughter really wants me to spill out the, my guts, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay, here it goes. Okay, so we lived in two homes. My mom had a boarding home in one, and the children, we lived in the other house, but they were, the backyards were connected. So um, on a Sunday afternoon, 
uh, John came to see me and I had my other boyfriend at the other house. So I kept running back and forth. Oh my gosh, this is the movie of the week. Oh yeah, I kept running back and forth trying to figure out what am I going to do. Which one do you like better? It's like The Bachelor in the old days. It was. It was a form of The Bachelor. You get the fantasy suite. You do not. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I I finally decided that John was a little more interesting at that point. I ended up going with him and the other guy. guy. What happened to the other guy? Where is he now? I think I told him I had... Something to do, or <laughs> I have the stomach. She blue. doesn't remember, but I was running out of breath, <laughs> running back and forth. <laughs> okay, that's a funny story. That, is that so was not supposed to be included. <laughs> I love it. So you have to understand, my mom is very, very shy, and so she was like, "I don't know about doing." Remember, I always do my mom, mama, mom voice, mama, I voice. don't know. <laughs> But she's not that shy or that innocent, people. I'm just telling you right now. She's a I had a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> I love she it. She did. She had this one boyfriend that would take her out, and he, she would only give her steak, and she was so tired of steak. I wanted a hamburger. <laughs> she, he didn't know. He didn't have to work that hard. He was, he was like, like trying to. He's shelling out every yeah, week's you know like, salary. Too much. I gotta take this girl out for a steak dinner, and she's like, I just want a hamburger. Yep. John was hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he didn't have any money. Yeah, he had high he water pants, like, and he was incredibly get. poor. So that is funny. So shortly after you guys got married, um, Dad was called into ministry, which um, that's such a big part of my story mm. as well. But I mean, as I'm sure that wasn't something that you were expecting nope. when you got married. <laughs> I don't think either of us thought we were going into ministry. But two mm. years after we were married, John felt the call to go into ministry. Although he told me that he felt the calling even as a little boy. Mm. He felt the Lord had his hand on him to go into ministry. So we've been in some sort of ministry for over 48 years. Mm. And ministry is a challenge. The struggles are real, first of all. It's a commitment, and it's long hours, and not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And we need to be available at any time, day or night, for emergencies, counseling, hospital visits, death of a loved one, birth of a child, problems in families and with different issues like drug addiction and suicide. And then not only that, but criticism from people of not meeting everyone's expectations. Yeah. So our kids were also expected to act a certain way. <laughs> so overall, God always provided all our needs and more, and he's still is god is faithful which outweighs any struggle we would have ever had so yeah no i think you guys are a pillar and an example to even i mean we know that one of your biggest struggles you had you guys endured through it and it was not easy and i mean do you want to share a little bit about maybe a struggle that in ministry that you felt was tough well it was uh, during a time when um we had just celebrated our 25th anniversary, and my husband had uh, he had just been burnt out from ministry. It was a 24-7 job, and uh, he got very discouraged. And uh, we started having some struggles in our marriage just because uh, it was just hard for him to identify what he wanted to do and whether he was going to continue in ministry. And uh, so he, he um, left the ministry. But then we sat in God's waiting room for probably another 15 to 20 years, not really knowing what God wanted us to do. 
And that's when we moved to Gilroy, and now we're so active in our new church here in Gilroy at New Hope Community Church. And God is so faithful. He just uh, has given my husband just a, a hunger to help people and to serve. Mm-hmm. So he is a real servant of the Lord. And I praise he him is. that even through struggles, you know, we came through. Because you can't give up on your marriage. You can't give up on on your walk with the Lord. Because mm-hmm. he's there all the time. He's always uh, with you 24-7. You guys never stop going to church. I we mean, never even, stop going and it to was, church. And I mean, I'll, she, she's much more... Um, PG than me, but I will say that the people in the church were not nice when this happened and, um, they were not supportive. And I will tell you, it affected both my brother and I immensely, like my brother, probably more than me, because at this point I had just gotten married. And then I found out shortly after that I was pregnant. And so, but my brother was like in it. So Mm -hmm. he was walking through it and, you know, he, he struggled with it a lot, but you know, they never stopped going to church. And, but so I'm curious, it's like, was there a time when your faith was just like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Oh yeah, there yeah. was definitely, there was a time that I told my husband, I, I didn't even want to go to church. He yeah. says, I want to stay home. And he kept saying, Nope, we're going wow. to church. We're going to church. And he's the one that had actually got, uh, had gone through depression. He was going mm-hmm. through a little bit of depression and, he was just totally burnt out. Ministry mm. burns you out, yeah. and I—that's uh, why we encourage now that we know we went through it, and it's very real. And you definitely have to take that time to uh, to care for yourself. Yeah, you need self care. Yeah. And after that, we really did learn self care. We uh, in our marriage, we decided that uh, quarterly we would take uh, little breaks and, and just get away for a night or two. Yeah. And we planned it even when the kids were younger, but uh, we were more consistent even later mm-hmm. in our marriage. And now yeah. you have your Wednesday day. I know. Twitter. I was just gonna say, yeah. I love. I always see her posting. Mm-hmm. They go to Carmel. Mm-hmm. and have breakfast and walk on the beach. And I'm like, oh, so yeah. cute. Like, yep. I want to do that. Wednesday is our special day. My I husband takes that. Wednesday off from counseling, from all the work that he does, all the running around he yeah. does, and we just kind of spend it together. Yeah, That's and they so do, they good. walk too, which yeah. I think is so important. Yeah. Like, you know, I was talking to somebody whose parents are ailing and they were telling me that, oh, they, they just stay in the house, they don't do anything. And I think it's so important to have stuff to do. And that's the one thing that I really, moving. Mm-hmm. really admire about them is they take their walks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad's a volunteer pastor. He doesn't right. get paid to do right. this, but he is there at the but church more. Yeah, yeah. He loves it mm-hmm. and it inspires him and mm-hmm. he loves helping people. So he he's there and she's a, a Bible study leader. Right. And, you know, so they keep very, very busy. And yeah. I think that's really important. And I think balance too, aside mm-hmm. from just church right. stuff is it's like you just said, like you, burn yourself out Mm -hmm. because so um it's interesting enough so my publisher her husband's a pastor Mm -hmm. and he recently got rushed to the hospital when I was up in Washington visiting them we were having lunch and he got a phone call that somebody was in the hospital sick and he had to cut lunch and he left and I was thinking like oh my gosh like this it's like you're Mm -hmm. 24-7 on duty well the following week he got rushed to the hospital because his blood pressure was going up and so um, you know, we were talking about like self-care, yeah. like you have to mm-hmm. be able to, like he, he just, uh, he, he reminds me of someone who doesn't take those breaks. Like right. he's there for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's like now his health is being affected. And so it reminded me of that when you were talking about that, I'm like, I'm seeing all these pastors get very sick because, or depressed and, you know, the because they're pouring out to everyone else. But <clears throat> yeah. it's like, we need to take care of our pastors mm-hmm. too. Like we should be, um, you know, if you have 
like a cabin somewhere that you can, you know, like we should be giving to pastors for Mm -hmm. the work that they do to say, Hey, you know what? I have this cabin up in the mountains. Like, why don't you guys go away for the weekend? Mm -hmm. Or I have this beach house or I have whatever, a coupon for a dinner, like take care of your church. Like we're, you know, church is a place where we go and get help, but we forget that the pastors need care. And burnout is very, it's, it's very real. I Mm -hmm. mean, I, you know, I very clearly remember watching it was almost like now that I think about it, like almost in slow motion, watching my dad go through this like slow burnout. I mean, yeah. he was running, I don't know, six alcohol and drug rehabilitation homes at the time. I mean, yes. we were traveling Just every weekend. I yeah. mean, it was, and, and I mean, to, to top it all off, I mean, <clears throat> I give my mom so much credit because she worked full time right. the whole entire time. She worked because she wanted us to have the best yeah. and she didn't want us to live like, you know, the quote unquote pastor's kids. Like she wanted to make sure not, she wasn't trying to be extravagant, but she wanted us to have good dinners and vacations. And, and I really do think that us being able to go on the vacations that we went on really did keep him from burning out a lot Mm -hmm. sooner because I do feel like had he had been on that track and we had not been on vacations or Mm -hmm. do those kind of things, he probably would have burned out a lot sooner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good point to make to really take care of, you know, part of your church family is your pastors too. Mm-hmm. I think people forget about that. And, you know, what you were just saying is like to, um, you guys volunteer. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting paid, um, at this point, you know, we're, I see John every Sunday, you know, working in all mm-hmm. areas of the church, you know, Lorraine is there serving the women and, you know, we do it because we love Jesus and yeah. we want to help people. Yeah. But at the other flip side of that is like, you have to take time out for yourself mm-hmm. too and yeah. really take care of yourself. And I think that's important. So, and I think too, you know, you're a, you're a mentor to a lot of women, yes. you know, a lot of women come to you. And I think that's so important to really find, especially in um, a church environment when you're trying to grow as a young person as a, a a young mom, a young wife to find, you know, these women in the church that are older and not to discount, you know, Oh, well she can't relate to me or whatever. I mean, there's some amazing advice that comes from mama Lorraine. That's why like, I mean, we, I I, I just have to say like, there's been times like even during when I was writing my book, like there was a time when I, um, was going through like a huge depression cause it was just uh, total anxiety. And I remember one time I was sitting in the pews and she, she just came up and see, she did it again. She, <laughs> she just does not want to cry. <laughs> and, um, and so she just comes up and she just rubs my shoulders and she's like, are you okay? Like, you just don't look like yourself. Like she knew. Mm-hmm. And for someone to see that and react to that. And I just started bawling you know, at the end of service, I was like, I'm just so tired, you know, and I was just struggling through this thing. And she just came up and comforted me. And I think you even prayed over me. Mm -hmm. It was just so beautiful because it's like, I don't have a mom to like go to and say, I'm having a struggle. I'm Mm -hmm. having a problem. But mama Lorraine has, um, filled that void for me. And so she's been able to, um, she sees me like a daughter, you know, yeah, she's, yes. but she, but you do that for a lot of people. Yeah. Like you see through people when something's wrong. And like, I want to be that kind of person, you know, when like I she's am, not when so I caught up, that, you're not so caught up mom in your yeah. self that you don't see other people that no. might be hurting. Yeah. I love I mean, reaching out to women yeah. that 
I could give advice to, you know, after what the experiences that I have, I have a lot of advice to yeah. give to mm-hmm. a lot and of young And you women. encouraged me. She was like, just go. You're, this book is going to be amazing. Like you, she just gave me words of encouragement where I was like, okay, I, I can, can do, do this because Mama Lorraine said yeah. I could do this. And she was like, I'm praying for you. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be good. And so I knew I had like a backup prayer warrior, you know, that, um, I could depend on. And so that's important. You know, I think, uh, to be like a support in the church in that way, that's how Lorraine's been to a lot of women. It's just a huge support and just, you're she's just, just so, sitting here smiling. She's so cute. She's just so cute. Like she's just not saying a word, but you I know, know, she's just such a sweetheart. Mom. I love you, mom. I love you, mama. I love you too. <laughs> I love both of you girls. <laughs> So, Mom, you always worked. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm going to tell you, like, I know a lot of people out there think, like, oh, I have to have a college degree to be a success. Like, she just blows me away because she had this amazing career, you know, her whole life. And she did it because she liked to work. Um, She did it because ministry was unpredictable. Mm -hmm. And you weren't sure if you get a paycheck every once in a while. (laughs) So some days I do want to share a story about dad. Well, I just want to say that um, my advice, um, my advice is to do something for yourself Mm -hmm. Um, as a working, if it's working outside of the house or working from home or being a stay home mom, make sure it's something that fulfills you. Mm -hmm. I chose to work outside the house. I was blessed to have my mom watch my children while I worked. Um, By choosing to work, it brought in that extra income. We were able to have fun vacations, like Rhonda said, nice Sunday dinners at restaurants. But most of all, it put money away for retirement years. Mm -hmm. So I always encourage my daughter to have a career and to earn her own money. So if she ever needed to be independent for whatever reason, she had something to fall back on. And also by me working, it took the pressure off my husband to try to provide solely for our family. And because of my job, I was able to get all the health benefits for the family. And that was really That's important yeah. for us. Yeah, no, And I know that there were times that you dad would come home. And my, my dad is such a man of faith. And he, he already told me that we have to interview him for Father's Day. So <laughs> I guess he's already put himself wow. on the calendar. Uh, hey, John. <laughs> that, would, that would be John Martinez <laughs> because that man can get, if you need a donation like, for oh, something. You, you need can, me. Yeah. <laughs> So I told him, all right, we'll we'll do that because I don't want to tell him no. Um, But he, you know, he would come home. He had so much faith. He'd come Mm -hmm. home and sometimes he wouldn't have a paycheck. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. He would just have nothing to give you. So thank God you worked. That's right. (laughs) So any advice you want to give mom to your, if you were to your 22 year old self. Okay. My advice to my 22 year old (laughs) self. Okay. I would think it would be having confidence in myself Mm. and to follow my dreams. Mm. Uh, Back in my day, finding a job with a really good and stable company was something that was every, what the, everyone looked for. So I spent 30 years at one company and retired from that company and found another job in the high tech industry, working another 15 years But today I would um, say find a job that you really have a passion for. Even if it's out of your league, follow your dream. Yeah. I think it's really important to just just, uh, do something that you really enjoy. Because putting 30 years in a company, and if you're not really happy there, I don't even think jobs exist where you can stay 30 years. <laughs> well, well, in this day and age. I was going to say, yeah. so that's what, it's such a good point because mm-hmm. the this generation now I see with my son-in-law and my daughter right. that they, there's like every three to five years they're mm-hmm. switching jobs because yeah. there is no such thing as like, 
being devoted. Exactly. They think we're crazy that we stayed at the right. same thing because they are searching for those jobs that fulfill them. Yeah. So that they're not waking up going, I hate my job, but I got to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's necessary. You have to do that to survive. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can find something where you wake up and go, I'm excited to go to work. Like it's thrilling and there's um, new things to learn today. Like I can't wait to go. And that's each of them just got new jobs. And I was asking them about that. And they said, you know, it's challenging because we're learning a whole new mm-hmm. system and there's some different things than that we didn't do with the right. old job but they're like it's fun we really like it yeah. so they're waking up invigorated yeah instead and I think, of like oh uh, I, I know go. yeah and I think back then it was just kind of that I mean everyone worked at the phone company in fact I was laughing yeah. when we interviewed Taylor J oh yeah she was yeah. talking about I working know. at the phone I company know. and I mean yeah. everybody worked at the phone company yeah. that's just like what it was it was a secure job yeah, it, was it wasn't like job. you were going to get laid off or anything yeah. right. and now in Silicon and Valley benefits. yeah that's Silicon the Valley there I mean the chances of getting laid off are so high yeah and people just don't stay there when i worked there at uh, a high-tech company there were layoffs like every other year Mm. and um, i still for some reason was able to stay there 15 years so that was even a miracle because I saw the the change. And you were one of the older yes, people there. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of younger. Well, I got people. hired when I was in my fifties, and that was a miracle. That's my, unheard of. Right? But yeah. my boss was looking for a mature person. <laughs> And then he and then he interviewed her and he was like, she makes me feel so comforted. I need her. So I was blessed, and they were looking for a mature person. I said, Oh, I'm mature. Oh, I'm mature. I'm fifty. So it was a blessing, though, because I was even able to climb uh, in my position. I, I uh, when I retired, I was the senior executive admin for a vice president that traveled all over the world. And um, I just loved my boss, and and I was able to share the Lord with him. Yeah, that is so great. Oh, Mom, you were such a pleasure to have on. We've been trying to coerce her to come. I know. And I finally just had to, like, tell her, well, you have to be at my house, (laughs) so just get over here. If you could see all her notes, it would make you laugh. She's a a mini Rhonda. No, Rhonda mini her. her. Yeah. (laughs) Because she is very organized. Yeah, we were laughing because she came in with all of her details, and she even has more details than I would have as details. So So good. Now I know where you get it from. Well, we love you, and thank you for yeah. being on well, today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll have you on it. again for sure. Oh, yeah. we, we can always use a ton of advice We from need her. Mama Lorraine <laughs> exactly. advice. Well, thank you for joining us today, 24 Carat Tribe. We ask that you subscribe and share and follow us on 24 Carat Conversations podcast. And until next time, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye. Bye.